Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 17 of Casting the Net. These next couple episodes, the guys continue their discussion on the Bible. And in this episode, they talk about the principles of the Bible. They talk about how the Bible is a unity. And one of my favorite quotes from this episode is they say, We are not so much a religion of the book as we are a religion of the word. Just think about that. It's very, very interesting. So look for that. They talk about the analogies of faith, the Old and New Testament, and how they're intertwined, and the principles for understanding scriptures. So again, lots of great information here. Episode 17, Casting the Net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey friends, Father Dave here, and thank you for joining two of us uh, as Rick is with me again in the house casting the net, and we have been really enjoying uh, the conversation having to do with the Bible, the Word of God, uh, in the last several times, focusing a little bit more on what God's Word is and how it came to be. And Rick, where are we headed today? Well, our hope is to give our listeners uh, some principles to, to sort of guide understanding the Bible. It, it's not an easy book to read. I, I think we made that pretty clear <laughs> during yeah. our, our previous recordings on this subject. Um, so what are some tools that, uh, that the reader could use, um, that the reader could apply to the text in order to help him or her make some sense of it? Boy, I think that is absolutely vital. <laughs> Vital. I, I'm thinking of uh, anecdotally how some are mesmerized and intimidated mm. when a Protestant brother or sister quotes a verse from Scripture <laughs> and does so um, with 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 um, confidence and mm-hmm. and perhaps even correctly. Mm-hmm. And the the Catholic who is underdeveloped with an understanding of God's word and is not equipped to interpret it correctly hmm. is just um, smitten yeah. by what actually is a demonstration of memorization. Right. And o- often, oftentimes. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've been there. I, I still get that way sometimes. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't have the entire Bible memorized. Yeah. And, um, even, even, uh, unbelievers who, who maybe know one of, one of the darker or some of the more difficult passages from the Bible will, uh, will, will, will challenge right. me, probably you as well from time to time. Right. Um, and, and you know, it's, yeah, the, it's, one it, of the takes, more problematic ones, the yeah. difficult ones. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it, it may take some time to sort of collect yourself and come up with a, a, a suitable, sufficient, satisfactory response, but it, but it is possible if you have, um, the right tools to approach the text with. Yeah. So, how do we interpret God's word? Um, what is what does it mean? Mm. What does it mean? And, and what does it mean in a in a very personal way for me? Mm-hmm. How is God speaking to me through His word? Mm-hmm. Boy, I can't wait to hear what you are going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you put me on the spot because that's going to be very helpful to me. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll we'll find out, I guess. Um. There are, I mean, there, the Catholic tradition, not surprisingly, 
has a lot of experience in interpreting the Bible, and there are a lot of resources you can turn to, but I think um, there are a few general principles that are especially helpful to me and probably have been to you as well. Um, so uh, one principle is just to, to remember that the Bible is a unity. You know, it's, it's Bishop Robert Barron, who I know you love. I, I enjoy reading him. I, I think he's Bishop of, he was in L.A. I don't yeah. know where he is now. Now he's promotion, in Winona. But, Rochester. Yeah, God's country, right? Southern Minnesota. I don't know if that's God's country or not. It's Southern Minnesota. <laughs> it's somebody's country. <laughs> it's the his che- country the, the now. Cheesehead's country. <laughs> but um, he, once, he once remarked that the Bible is um, a little bit like a library. Um, you know, there are a lot of different uh, books with a lot of different literary genres. There are, there, there are, there, there are histories, but, but um, history maybe not the way we typically think of that word. Um, there, there's poetry, there's sure what we call etiology, which is a fancy word for like a story that explains why something is the way it is. A lot of different genres. Um, and so you can't read every book in exactly the same way, and that's true, and that's helpful to remember. But at the same time, all of those different books are still collected in a single volume. Yes. Which means there must be some connecting threads running through all of them. Otherwise, it wouldn't have made any sense to put them in a single yes. book. You know? Yes. Um, the most obvious connecting thread is, is Christ. Yes. You know, and I think that's something that we oftentimes forget when we think about the Bible is that we're, we're, we're not so much a religion of the book, Catholicism. We're a religion of the word, and the word is, is Christ primarily. Yeah. Right. I, I do not think this can be overemphasized, Rick that Christ is the interpretive key to the entirety of Scripture. Mm-hmm. I will hear time and again people expressing um, inaccurate understandings of the Old Testament mm-hmm. as something that is uh, almost um, of a different God. Um, yeah. Where the New Testament is much more favorably received, and yet... The new is is interpreted by the old, and the old is interpreted by the new. Mm-hmm. And that, you called it the thread, the common thread through all 73 books yeah. of sacred scripture is Christ. Now, so let me, let me come back to you and say, well, gosh, um, his name doesn't appear mm. in many of those Old Testament books. Right. Comment about that. How do you respond to that? Yeah. I, I like the... Um, <clears throat> You're hundred percent right about the uh, you know, that, that's how most people view the Old Testament is just sort of darker and it's it's hard to see how it relates in any way to, to my life as a Christian and Christ does help us understand that though because um, prior to the incarnation God is setting the stage he's 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 working in preparation for right. for that moment and he's working with the people that that have slipped pretty deeply pretty heavily into fallenness into sinfulness. And so, you know, he makes concessions to their weakness. He makes, uh, it's a little bit like taming a wild animal. You know, you don't mm. just, you know, just walk mm. over to a raccoon and try to pet it. It's, <laughs> it's not going to end very well. You, know, you try to, you make some concessions to its wildness while trying to, trying to train it to trust you. That's um, right. And, and so there are some things in the Old Testament that might get us, give us, you know, give us pause or we might scratch our heads about. But, you know, when you're, when you're working with a, a deeply sinful humanity, Right. trying to get them to trust you to set the stage for the coming of your son, you know, speaking from the perspective of God sure. here, um, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to act toward them in the same way that you would act toward the human race after the incarnation. Sure. You, you see what I mean? Does Absolutely see what you mean in a more 
in a more um, straightforward, practical way. Christ himself, time and again, is assuming familiarity of the Old Testament Mm -hmm. with the stories that he tells, with the scripture that he himself is invoking, directly and indirectly, and other characters in the New Testament collection Mm -hmm. are doing the same thing. That the old is not disqualified, but in Jesus' own word, it is fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that actually brings us to another important sort of general guiding principle. Um, It's it's called the analogies of faith. Like that's the the fancy theological Mm -hmm. term. Uh, I can't wait to hear what what you do with this. (laughs) What that means is we take events from the Bible— and read them in light of one another, you know. So, um, let's take can you no- give me an example? Yeah, there, there are a few good ones. Uh, take Noah's flood for example. A lot of people read Noah's flood, and they think, I mean, did this really happen? Was it really a global flood? You know, was was Noah really the only in his family the, the only people who survived? Did they take two of every animal, so on and so forth? Uh, but then we see in the New Testament, I don't recall the exact. Is it First Peter, Second Peter? When he speaks about when he speaks of baptism, I'm sorry. When he speaks of the flood, yeah. he speaks of the flood yeah. being an anticipation of or, or a foreshadowing of baptism, yeah. right? So he completely recasts that event, takes away as a dying, yeah, takes takes away the the entire assumption that we moderns have when we approach the story of Noah's flood that it you know, is this historically real. From a science, strictly yeah. a scientific, from a scientific, right, an journalistic, an empirical study. Yeah, which is which is our great failing, I think, as moderns. We read everything as either journalism or a science textbook yeah. or a biography, like Abraham yeah. Lincoln. That's really not what the Bible is. Yeah, that's right. Um, but you know, this particular New Testament author completely removes that assumption and says, "No, no, it's a it's a theological foreshadowing of this." great sacrament which is your entry into the very life of god give me another example in which that may be in which that is true um another great example is passover right the story of the passover um that's that has theological theological significance for a lot of events in the new testament whether it's um the last supper establishment of eucharist whether it's um you know, story of the resurrection. Uh, what what am I leaving out here? Are there other ones that you can think of? Well, that's. I mean, you really the, the basically the most. Paschal mystery as as it's relayed in uh, in the Gospels. Yes, you know. yes, yes. So again, to 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 clarify this principle that we're saying is a key for interpreting Scripture accurately. That the Old Testament itself. And all of the books of the Old Testament themselves are precursors to the new. And that Christ himself is absolutely present mm-hmm. in all of those 46 books of the Old Testament, though not named mm. right. uh, directly, yeah. indirectly in several verses, in several books. But Christ is that interpreted key. So to go use those two examples you just gave us as two excellent examples, you know how does the how does the event of the flood in the book of Genesis how is that uh, understood in some of the New Testament writings, mm-hmm. which which it is understood mm-hmm. that way, and how is the event the great event of Passover, um, how is that Christic 
Mm-hmm. How is that Christic? Yeah. In its um, in its understanding and application. Mm-hmm. So we don't eliminate 46 books as old in terms of uh, not as developed, um, not on point, mm-hmm. somehow. Not really relevant at all. Not relevant. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but when I when I first came to see this, especially the second principle about how, about how the um, about how the events of Scripture are interlocked and, and shed light on one another, really deepened and enriched my own appreciation for the mysteries of salvation, yeah. uh, the things that God has done for the human right. race. Um, made them kind of three dimensional, like gave them a beauty and a, yeah. a, a shine that they didn't have prior to uh, my understanding of this principle. Right, right, right. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. So Christ is the interpretive key. Um, Studying, learning where those Old Testament verses are even present within the New Testament. And then in the early church, so many of the first commentators are doing exactly this to understand. Mm -hmm. To understand the meaning of the biblical text in light of Christ as common thread. I mean, they're teaching us to do that. That's how yeah. they're that's how they're understanding and yeah. applying scripture and daily living. Mm-hmm. And that point about the um, the early Christian uh, thinkers and authors um, that actually points to a, a third important principle um, for, for understanding scriptures, reading it from within the tradition. Yeah. You know, we, we alluded to this in one of our previous recordings. Um, scripture and tradition and church all go hand in hand. Yes. Um, and the fact is that nobody, I, I, we, we think we do sometimes, as some of us think we do, sit down with the Bible and just read it. Nobody actually does that. Everyone approaches the Bible from some tradition. It's it's, sure. it's unavoidable. The only question is, and here I, th- I think I'm quoting St. Francis de Sales, so get Father Chris on the, on the line. <laughs> um, uh, are, are you reading the Bible from a tradition that the first Christians would recognize Mm. and approve Mm. or something that's completely foreign to, Mm. you know, the first 1500 years of Christian history. Yeah. And as Catholics, we can be confident that we we are reading scripture from a tradition that is, um, that is, you know, consistent. Right. With the early ages of, of Christianity. Right. Friends, he's Rick. I'm father Dave. And we're, we're casting the net. We're so grateful that you've just taken time to be with us and to share in our conversation about God's Word. It's something um, deeply, uh, passionately uh, important to to both of us, and we appreciate the interest that you have in joining us as we um, as we continue our series on the Bible, and we are casting the net. Friends, he's Rick, and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.